You've entered the Networker Zone, the ultimate podcast for networkers in direct sales, network marketing, MLM, or any sales side hustle. You'll learn the skills for the how-to and the mindset to make it work. From the author of over 20 best-selling books and over 25 years in the business, here's your host, Keith Schreider. All right, today in the zone, I have the author of No Guts, No Story, a tale of courageous success from the heartland there in Kansas. Now, she is rocking it on social media, uh, building a massive group, but more importantly, without leaving her house, which is actually pretty neat because we've known each other for 20 years. So full disclosure, we never know what's going to happen here because we may be teasing each other, but I've seen her and her husband build you know, travel miles, been out working it from home. And that's what a lot of people are doing, especially here in 2020 and 2021. So uh, Barb Pickcock, welcome to the zone. <laughs> Thank you for having me on, Keith. Pretty humbling to be on a podcast with someone like you. And I truly remember when we met for the first time in a company where we were top producers making millions in our 20s. And, and someone said, you know, you should really meet Keith and Liz Schreider. And man, we met and in our early 20s, had a lot of fun traveling around uh, with endless amounts of money and time in the industry. So I will never forget those memories. Now we're just older. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we're older and wiser, I might add. Yeah. Well, yeah, we could talk a little bit about you know how you used to travel malls, and we'll definitely get that into this interview, but I really want to get right into it because... I think we talked oh, probably three or four years ago, we were talking about how you started using Facebook groups to build an organization because a lot of times well, you know, people don't have, maybe they live out in the country or they don't have a lot of free time in Facebook groups. You can access 24 seven. So how did you start using Facebook groups and what, you know, what are some of the results you're seeing? You know, back in probably 2008, um, Facebook really started to become a thing. And, you know, I didn't know that much about it. I mostly got on Facebook because my kids were in sports and I loved taking pictures. And the only way I could figure out how to get everybody on the team to feel important and loved and recognized was I would literally take 250 pictures, upload them all to my personal page and tag all of these kids. You know, that was my first real um, understanding of how powerful Facebook could be. And now I look back and 10 years later, it will say on my newsfeed, so-and-so shared a memory that you posted and, you know, 10, 12, 15 years later, they're still feeling important and loved because I took a picture of them pinning that kid at state wrestling, or I took a picture of them winning a trophy at a dance competition. And, you know, I think the reality is even though technology changes, and, you know, the, the world changes and, and the pandemic or whatever changes, people really don't change. And what we're trying to do is reach people and make them feel important, you know, reach people and give them hope. And sometimes people don't realize that they want what you have until they see it over and over again. So, you know, we both grew up in the industry, Keith, where we prospected, made cold calls, bought hot leads, drove the miles, rented hotel rooms. Like, I'm no stranger to the hard work. I built my business to millions of dollars in sales in my early 20s, wearing out my car, renting hotel rooms, hoping people showed up, trying to pay the rent for the projector and the screen and, 
you know, getting someone to collect money at the door and then paying the babysitter. And, and I mean, thank God we learned those hard lessons. But the reality is that wasn't the most duplicatable way. And out of hundreds of thousands of people that we both knew in that first company, how many people really had what it took to make it to the top, never give up, sacrifice, some people maxing out credit cards, wearing out cars, getting rejected. And a lot of people said, this just isn't for me. And the thing that I love about Facebook groups and and, and I've learned it by accident. And then I really plugged into people that actually knew what they were doing and I was willing to be teachable and coachable. Um, I'll tell you the truth. I've never made so much money with so much duplication, but I've never had other people have the success that I've had at the ratio that they're having now because with Facebook groups and adding and tagging and messaging and then you know a video call or a Zoom, everybody can do this. And I don't have to be in your city next month that you're leading up to and promoting. I can actually be in your living room tonight with your best friend you know, on video right next to you on the couch via Facebook group. That's super cool. I think the the duplication was the the big factor. It's leading to more money quicker, sooner, not not wearing out cars and not wearing yourself out, honestly. Oh my gosh. Yes. We definitely, definitely wore it out. <laughs> uh, maybe it's just working smarter, not harder. Because yeah, we're we're um yeah, your phone's ringing too. I mean, we, things are happening, but we're not, uh, you know, worried about falling asleep on the wheel or, or things like that. But you, you bet you're right. Before we get into the details about, about Facebook group, you, you talked about recognition. Now, this was recognition for the kids and, and their friends in sports, but you guys have always been above and beyond on recognition. Is recognition, this kind of a rhetorical question here, but, you know, is recognition still important in 2021? Oh, I think it's even more important because everybody's trying to get the um, validation on Instagram. Everybody wants to be liked and commented and shared. And I mean, that's where people get their worth. Sadly, if everybody's life was as great in real life as it is on Facebook, you know, everybody would be skinny, rich, happy and, you know, live in the dream. But I really believe that we're in an area, especially with the millennials, this gen generation that is so technology driven, they're going to go wherever they feel the most important. And so, you know, even currently in our company, it's, I mean, we have full-time people just recognizing, loving, you know, um, creating banners and, and recognition posts because it's probably even more effective than the plaque that's hanging on the wall or the person standing on a stage because they're on a stage where the whole world is seeing what they're doing. Oh yeah. That's a great point. It's, it's the whole world, not just a couple hundred, a couple thousand or you know, tens of thousands of people. It's the whole, it's permanent. <laughs> and it's free. <laughs> that's the great thing about it. It doesn't cost you anything to recognize someone, but it literally, um, creates loyalty. It creates confidence. That confidence they get from a little bit of recognition, you know, gets them to do some activity, boost their self-esteem. It validates them in front of their friends. So it creates curiosity and it's easier for them to prospect or to, I wouldn't even call it prospecting. It's more of a attraction marketing, you know, where people are going to reach out to them and say, what in the heck are you doing? I just saw that you got recognized or you got a free trip or you got this or you got that. Uh, that's neat. Yeah. I think if, if people's jobs would recognize more, we wouldn't have an industry. I think people are that's just right. are, 
oh gosh, it's, it's amazing. But hey, we're we're riding it out, and it's it's right. The the best ones are free. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cool. absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, we want to make people feel good. So uh, yeah, on to Facebook groups. So when did you start using it, and what did you start doing? So it was basically like product testimonials where people can, where people, you know, people that couldn't share a story correctly could, you know, bank on that other story. Honestly, um, for us, I think probably about five or six years ago, um, I was kind of on a sabbatical getting a great residual check, but I was just burned out. You know, let's be honest for a minute here. This industry can be brutal. You know, people are being bombarded every day with the next greatest, latest thing. And people come and people go. And no matter how much you help someone, sometimes they just get lured into this shiny thing. And the next thing you know, they're off doing company XYZ. And I was at a point in the industry where I was tired I'd been doing it for 20 years. This was about four years ago. Um, I had a new grandbaby two years ago. And I, I think, you know, as you get older in the industry, we'll say get more mature in the industry, you look back over your life and there's a lot of great relationships and there's a lot of great memories and there's a lot of great lessons that you learn. But sometimes you have to look in the mirror and be like, can everybody do what I'm doing? And I didn't want to go, but Dave sent me to an event where there was a lot of women in the industry and it was even our anniversary weekend. And I remember it so well because I was making a lot of money. I had the dream car, the dream house, whatever. But what I really wanted was to be able to build the industry and not have to be on the phone 24 seven. I didn't want to be playing with my little grandson at the park with, you know, ear buds in my ear doing a three-way call. I love people. I love the industry, but I was sick and tired of being a slave to the phone and then getting home. And even when you're laying in bed with your spouse and it's 11 o'clock, your phone's blowing up. Somebody needs you a three-way call. Somebody needs you a meeting. Someone has a problem. I mean, that's the industry. You're never going to not have that. That's why we get paid so much to do it. But you have to have a way that you can duplicate yourself and that there's leverage and it can't just be you. So I was at an event. I was the VIP. I was sitting up front with all the million dollar earners. I was watching the people go across stage and I was trying to get a burning desire. And literally I was like, I don't care about the recognition. I don't care about being paraded as a most powerful woman with millions of dollars in earnings flashed on the screen. Let's face it. I've owned the company that wrote the checks. Like there was nothing more that I wanted. And I honestly was thinking, I'm just going to retire from the industry and do our other traditional businesses that we had invested in. I was just to that point. And I don't think I've ever told anybody that, but I was just done. And I remember Dave texting me like, has anything hit you? What's your takeaway from the event? And nothing would hit me. And then this girl got on stage. She's like, I've been in the industry for two and a half years. And they put her 1099 on the screen. And it was 350,000 a month. And she wasn't doing anything that I had ever done. And I was like, I mean, you're happy for people. (laughs) Like, Way to go. This girl's a single mom, lived in a trailer house, had a baby. She's making 350,000 a month. She kind of had a drawl. You know, her parents were really dysfunctional. I could relate to her a lot in a lot of ways, (laughs) other than I wasn't a single mom. But I was like, how in the heck did she do that? And she wasn't even selling a product that changed anybody's life. You know, it it wasn't anything that changed anybody's life. It was just something that girls would use because she had a Facebook group. 
And then the next lady got up there and you know how some speakers hit you and some you're like, dang, I need to take a bathroom break or something. Like she wasn't really like my kind of a speaker, but I was watching her and I was like, she made a couple hundred thousand a month and she was like, nothing special. You know, these were average people. I learned how to dress for success, went to the speaking school, did the seminars. These girls were not dressed for success. They were in Converse and miniskirts and t-shirts, and they had never had any speaking skills. They're sitting up there on a stool, nothing about them special or critiqued or groomed or anything. They're just raw. And they're making so much freaking money that I am just scratching my head. So I text Dave and I was like, you know what? I wouldn't believe that this was real, what I'm watching, except they're showing their actual tax returns. And I started taking notes. And I remember I text Dave and I said, I don't care if we ever do a hotel meeting again. I actually think I could do this. I could do this holding a grandbaby. I could do this you know, sitting at home, we live in the boondocks. It's four hours to an airport. So we spent the first 20 years of our career. It was one day to get to the airport. The next day you're traveling to do your meeting. Then you have a whole nother day out of your time. And I'm going to turn 50 this week, Keith. I want time. I want time freedom. Yes. I love the lifestyle, but I want to teach other people. If there's an easier way, let's do it an easier way. And so I came home and um, at that point, I got our two top leaders on a call. One was my son. He was one of the top ranks and he was like 21. And one was this couple from New York. She didn't have a car. She, her husband has a car, but she hasn't driven in nine years. She had a brain injury. She can't drive. Two kids had been bedridden and she was one of our top earners. She was doing Facebook lives. That's the only way she was building her business. She was a top earner. Chance was doing millennial Zooms. He was a top earner. So I was looking at this like there's something to this. There is a trend here. So we uh, called one of the girls that I met on stage. Um, I looked her up that night, you know, success leaves clues. I went and followed her around at the after party. She was from Australia. She was killing it. And I just said, will you teach me your ways? And I got her on a Zoom with our two top leaders. And we didn't tell anyone. Because the company I was in, I wasn't a company owner at the time. I am now. But the company that I was in, they were, you know, it was kind of like stay in your lane, follow this, do this. And everything I learned at that event was you got to let people be create. They got to co-create their own branding. They got to go out there and do their own thing. And so it's hard for us old timers to get in our head that there is a better way. But honestly, we had a growth explosion. And it didn't happen until I went, created my own company, started with a Facebook group. We've never to this day had a actual meeting and paid over $2 million in the last 11 months out to people in our organization. I've never done that. And I've been in the industry 25 years was my anniversary of February 23rd. It is so duplicatable. Anybody can do it. And I honestly believe if more people would embrace it, more people would experience that momentum, but it's not about you. It's not going to boost your ego. It's not going to make you feel like, you know, you're the one. It's something that everyone's contributing to in a group. I want to get into details. You're dropping some good nuggets. I think the first thing you said was, you know, okay, you take the people that weren't polished speakers. They weren't dressed for success. They weren't, you know, 
the stereotypical, what we just say top income earners look like, is it because they were just more relatable that people are like, uh, yeah. I relate to this person. I could wear whatever I want and promote a product. You know, they're creating yeah. their own brand. So, so backing up now, are you a little bit more laid back? Like I've noticed, like when you guys are doing lives, you're in your company gear, which is, you know, yeah. polo or t-shirts with your brand on it. I think people are deep. I think people are more relatable that way. Absolutely. And I'll be honest with you. People see you and they think that you're touchable and they look at what you do and it's not perfect. You're in your car, you're at the ball game, you're playing with your dog, you're on the boat, you know, you're just got off work and you're a hot mess, but you go live or you don't even go live. The people that are terrified of that, what we did, and I'll just give you kind of the outline. We created a group and you can't be the only one. You have to have some top leaders that are going to help you do this. And this was the exact notes that I took from this girl making 350,000 a month in her Converse and her mini skirt with a really strong accent. Most people couldn't even understand she was duplicating like a machine. And I did buy some of her product and her product wasn't life-changing, but it was the way that they were all posting as a community. So here's what she said, create a group, not a page, a group, make it private and have some admins. Have everybody on your team know that this group is going to have a no recruiting. If you ever drop a link, you're kicked out. You can't put your phone number. You can't put your email. You can't say message me. Everybody is submitting a money testimonial or a product testimonial or whatever it is about your particular brand. So it doesn't even say the brand. I think, um, you know, hers was called something. It, it was like one word. So take a word like, you know, like um, what your podcast is called um, or, you know, like say it was called The Zone. And it was all a product thing. And everybody was like, what's the zone? I got invited to the zone. And then they're like, oh my gosh, this is pretty cool. You know, you could do like the edge or the slope or, you know, whatever you wanted to call it. You think of a word that creates curiosity. And I'm not going to tell you what ours is called, but the thing that you're trying to do is have people go, what is this group? And then everybody on the team is like, hey, I met you today at the zoo. Your kids are super cute. I, I loved our conversation that we had. I would love to add you to my Facebook group and show you what I do. Or it's someone sick and you're like, I overheard your conversation. Thank you for your business card. I was thinking of a um, group that I'm a part of that has some valuable information. Do you care if I add you there and I'll just tag you in the post that made me think of you? So you're adding them to the group and you're tagging them in a post that makes you think of them. And you're messaging them. It's like you're being the person that's helping them out, right? Okay. Anything you can do to get everybody in this group. And some people want to be the bully of the group. And they're like, you can't add everyone. And they have to be accepted. Okay. In my opinion, the more people in the group, the more people exposed to your brand. Like you can't dump your whole address book in there. But we teach people add 10 people a day to the group. So all of a sudden, there's thousands of people. And we haven't even done it for a year, right? Um, thousands of people that are in there. All of my friends are in my group, but maybe 5% of them are in my company, right? Not even 5%, but they're all in the group. Now, the people that are in your company that are on your team, you train them every day. We're going to approve three messages to be dropped. 
it's going to be maybe a product testimonial. One's maybe going to be positive motivation. One's maybe going to be a lifestyle post. And then every week, maybe one time a week, I'm going to go live in there. So they know there is an opportunity or they know that there's this new weight management challenge, or they know that there's this, maybe you sell makeup. There's this new coverage that will make your tattoo not show, or, or, you know, maybe it's magnets and it helps you have more energy, or maybe it's children's books or whatever. Um, once a week, someone with some, you know, um, validation that they've had success or a great testimonial is going to go live in there. I don't care if they're on the treadmill and they're just like going live, talking about it, like in their car, whatever, not a polished, perfect presentation, just something that people are like, Oh, what's this? So now I've added 1500 people to this group. Right. And very few of them have actually joined me to be the top leader. Like me, most people aren't going to just join you and become a top leader, but they're getting dripped on three times a day. So they don't even know what my, you know, motivation is here, but I'm dripping on them. And then all of a sudden a pandemic happens and they lost their job and they're looking, what do you think is in the forefront of their mind? They've seen the brand three times a day for a year since I added them to the group. All of a sudden they get a diagnosis, diabetes or something. And then maybe they have sleep problems or they're very anxious and and this particular group sells CBD. So all of a sudden this girl says, I have the worst anxiety. I've been on three prescriptions. I've never been able to sleep. And, and now I can sleep because somebody gave me this, you know, potion or, or whatever it is. And, and the people that you've added to the group are now hearing the story from someone else, not you. And your friends are going to listen to a stranger before they're going to listen to you anyway. And everyone in the group is selling your friend on why they must be the only person that hasn't joined you. Like, are they crazy? Are they the only one that's not experiencing this? And it's attraction marketing because everybody wants what you have. They just don't think that they, everybody wants to be Keith Schreider. They just don't think they can publish a book, run a podcast, put on meetings, grow up in the industry, travel the whole world. You know, obviously you have one of the greatest mentors in the world, your dad. And I could compare myself to you and be like, I could never be like Keith. Keith just got lucky, right? But when I see you have a Facebook group where everybody on your team is experiencing success, I'm like, I want to be a part of his tribe because I can do this. I add people to the group. I tag them in one of the posts and I message them why I wanted to share this with them and the value I thought I could bring. And then what happens Everyone asks me to join. I don't have to ask them to come to a meeting. I don't have to. I mean, yes, I still invite people to presentations. Yes, I still follow up. I am the master of closing people with a follow-up. Don't get me wrong, but I don't <laughs> have to chase. I am. That is my strength. I can close anyone, but I don't have to do that 24-7. And the reality is most of the people on my team don't have 20 years of skills like I have or all the hard lessons learned, but they could join today, just like that 20 year old girl. And there's a potential they could, there is potential. They could make 300,000 a month doing it on Facebook or Instagram or zoom, or now there's Snapchat and there's this new clubhouse. And like, I don't even know all of them. I just really maximized a Facebook group and it's so effective. And I have a ton of people achieving their dreams, making more money than they've ever made. And I haven't done very many three-way calls. And I haven't done one live meeting. 
You're in the Networker Zone with Keith Schreider. Well, it's harder to get people on the phone nowadays. So you might as well drip on them. So when they're on the phone, they're looking forward to your call. They're not dodging the phone call. (laughs) Well, I find that people would rather text than call anyway. So then, you know, once they have some interest, just put them in a messenger conversation with your upline. Edify your upline in the messenger group. If they want a call, you don't even have to send them their phone number. You just hit messenger call. If you want a video, you hit messenger video call. Now everybody's at a live meeting in their pajamas, right? At the park, on vacation, whatever. Everybody wants to do that, Keith. Deep down, everyone's like, if I can make money from a device or if your company has an app and all I have to do is add people to this Facebook group and then they're going to beg me for what I have, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, the whole dressing up thing is great when when you're in an event, but uh, even both of us are wearing ball caps right now. Oh, (laughs) trust me, I have two closets of the finest suits and I keep wondering, like, do I dump all these before you know they're out of date or do i just keep thinking one day we're going to go do meetings again but i mean we can we could go do a meeting right now but you know you can go do a meeting for 12 or you can do a zoom with 1200 it's it's your choice do you want to work harder or do you want to work smarter yeah you have to keep the dry cleaning bag on it because it just gets dusty apparently after 10 years, <laughs> which is crazy. I, I, it totally glazed me over that. That lady was the, the a girl, excuse me, was 20 years old. Uh, 23. Converse. Oh my goodness gracious. Um, 23. It was an eye opener for me. I was like, <laughs> dang. And then there was another lady. She was in an essential oil company and she posted her table for sale on buy, sell trade to pay her rent $500. And I remember sitting there, this girl did a million dollars that year. And she like went from hawking her table for 500 to being a millionaire. And she had a Facebook group where she um, created something that would replace Febreze with her Hmm. company products. And the whole thing went viral and the girl became a millionaire. And I was just over here like, dang, (laughs) while I'm going and getting out my whiteboard, people found a much smarter way. And I am, I mean, I'm coachable and I'm teachable and I'm humble and I don't care how much money I've made. If there's a better way, I'm going to embrace it. Well, so if people want to start a group, first of all, they got to find a catchy name or like yours is kind of an action name, you know, so whatever, whatever it does or whatever, just start. But the big thing I, I like what you said is you have to have other admins that are on your side. You started with two, you may have more now, but people just need at least one other person because life gets in the way. I can't yeah. moderate a Facebook group all the time. I have a life, right. you know, so you have like, you know, what, two, three, four moderators that kind of. Um, Yeah. Now we have a dream team that's probably like a dozen, but it started out with just a couple. I mean, now we have tens of thousands of people in there. So three posts a day, one in the morning, one about three or four, one at night, right before people are going to bed. Cause that's the times they're going to be, you know, seeing the newsfeed. Everybody submits a post. You have a ton of them sitting there in a bank, but you only drip three a day. If there's too much posting, people will just leave the group. Right. And you don't want it to be selly. It needs to be like a before and after, a bit of advice, a success tip, a testimonial. You know, I slept better. I felt better, less pain, more energy, extra paycheck, time freedom, positive motivation quote. You know, 
you want to mix it up. You don't want the same thing where you're just like beating people to death. But after people see like 10 people lost weight, 10 people slept better, 10 people could run farther, faster, 10 people paid off their credit card. I mean, in your mind, it's like why the Super Bowl commercials cost so much money because more people see them. Right. And so the more people, people are adding to the group and the more people are contributing, that's the thing. You have to have enough content. So you need to get your whole team submitting their stories. Um, the next thing you know, that thing is a, it's like a snowball rolling down a hill. It has momentum and everybody's getting in now in the group. When someone says, how do I get this? The admin can look in the settings and see who added that person to the group screenshot it, message the person on the team. Hey, your girl is in the group. She's wanting it. And you teach. Nobody ever responds with they can help them. I mean, if they say, here's my link, they're kicked out of the group. Like these are the rules, right? So we let people know it's a safe place to add their friends. Whoever reaches out and says, I want this is going to be connected back with the person that added them to the group. Or we right away message them too. Like who added you to the group? Let's connect you put that person in a group messenger message. Hey, let's get on a call or let's get them on the presentation. That's once a week or daily at seven or whatever. And so you're just taking them as far as they can see and then further, but a lot of curiosity um, in there, you know, not so much information. Yeah. Well, it used to be hard to get people's testimonials because they figured they had to be polished and things like, so these are just real life, like one, two sentences, maybe a couple of photos, a collage. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing, nothing that nobody can, a teenager could do it. Yeah. And then you want everybody in the group commenting too. Like same thing happened for me. Oh, I love this product. It's amazing. You know, you want everybody contributing positive energy and, and testimonies and stories. So I think people are becoming more relatable and easy. I just love it. So everyone dumps their testimonials. The, the admins can do three a day. This is this is super easy. But it kind of leads me to this this next question is, you know, when we grew up and grew up, <laughs> we were in the industry in the 90s. We were not growing up. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're always like, okay, show the big money. You know, you know, it used to be like, you know, push the big money. And that, maybe that could have just been, you know, uh, the, the company vibes either way or the company culture. Are pe- more people kind of like seeing like with the Ubers and the Uber Eats and things like that? Are people more people kind of looking at least just, you know, I just need an extra $500. Are people kind of starting that way or, or how are you showing big money and small money at the same time? Like that's a, that's a hard thing. It's a balancing act. You know, we tell people don't really make a claim um, because obviously there's so much legal you know, ramifications oh, yeah. with that. But <laughs> it's easy to make your um, testimony say, I just paid my mortgage with this mailbox money, or I was able to pay off my credit card early or paid off the IRS instead of all, I mean, don't get me wrong. I still see a lot of networkers flashing their Maserati and their Gucci. And and if that's you do it, because you're going to attract the people that want the Maserati and the Gucci. It's just not me. Like I could buy 10 Louis Vuittons, but I would rather put my money somewhere that it would grow. And so it's all personal preference. You know, Um, I find that my kids and their peers are a lot more attracted if it's a a Supreme bag or it's a, you know, a new Cadillac or Corvette, but it's just who is your audience. And so I think it's good to have all of it. You know, you're going to have some people in that group that are a red personality and they want it all. They want the brand new, Dave went and looked at the brand new Camaro the other day and this brand new Trans Am and I mean, I, I told him when we were standing on the lot, I'm like, I wish there was one thing on this lot that could get my heart to beat faster, but it just doesn't. Right. I, 
I am not driven by cars, but some people are. So it's good to have occasional posts where there is the dream car, the dream vacation, the dream house. I think it depends on where you're at. Some people just want to pay the rent and some people already have a lot of money, but they're looking for a way to leverage and have that residual check come in. So I think, I mean, I'm a money girl. I'm much more a money girl than a product girl. I had to get used to this product thing because I really never had customers in the industry until about a couple of years ago, Keith, and you know that (laughs) I sold everybody the big pack and we were going straight for the jugular all the way to the top. Everyone's going to be a millionaire. But what I realized is that's not the majority of people. I'm just weird like that. And so now with the customer group, everybody wants to be a customer and you take them as far as they can see. And then of course they want that $500 check. And then of course they would love to add a zero and turn it to 5,000. And eventually you're grooming the people that want it to be a top leader instead of fire hose in their mouth, cramming it down their throat, people running from you, like, you know, like you're beating them with a Bible and they don't want to be a believer. Like, that's how I always was. Like, you need to come around to my way of thinking and be like me. And that's not most people. I would rather have a little bit from masses of people in residual income than find four or five like me and, you know, try to keep them corralled and focused and building. And it's just so much easier. It's something everyone can do, Keith. And quite honestly, your health will be better. Your stress level will be lower. The duplication will happen. We used to joke with you guys, like, if network marketing is so great, why am I so depressed? And that comes from people comparing themselves to everyone else, you know, building up leaders that come and go. That's the industry building up companies that come and go. That's the industry. And here, like once you have your network and it's all in this group, it's, you're not going to have as much people falling out because it's duplicatable and they can all do it. They're not going to get discouraged. They're not going to be in, get rejected and quit the next month. Um, I just find our attrition rate is down and our success rate is up. And I like that. Oh, that's super cool. And it's, pretty easy it's it's free to set up it just takes a little bit of time and uh, you know being a green like everything has to be perfect and i found out once i just like this podcast like once i just stop being perfect like life happens and it's so much more rewarding (laughs) i wish i had a little bit of green in me keith but i don't even have an ounce not even a vein but i married a green so we make it we make a great duo (laughs) <laughs> you got the you got the balance. Yeah, that's that's why, that's why greens were other personalities. So we have a personality. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you how blue I am. I did Transformation Tuesday once on a Thursday, and my whole team was like, "Are you sure?" And I posted end of the month, last twelve hours, and it was like two more days left in the month. Like I'm never perfect, and I don't worry about being perfect. My downline's always telling me, like Barb, you got the wrong date. No, the 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 weight management challenge doesn't start on the first; it's the fifteenth. Oh, okay. I was just getting people ready. You know, like you don't have to get everything perfect because none of these people on Facebook know the facts. They're just following your energy. And so leap and the net will appear. It'll work for you. Yep. Starts February 31st. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's a barbism. (laughs) Well, let's have some fun here. Now that we've got the, the, the business stuff out of it. So give me a crazy business traveling story. Like back in the old days when you have to, used to have to drive the miles, what was something that just stuck out in your head goes, Oh my goodness, that was crazy. I know you have a ton of them. Pick one. Well, we had three babies in four years and Dave and I had been through a bankruptcy. We had our utilities turned off 
credit cards maxed, car repossessed. Dave bounced a check for $7 for baby formula because our little boy was colic and I had to buy the expensive stuff, you know, and and I just remember Dave got in a car and drove all the way. We bought a bunch of leads. We rented a hotel room. He drove all the way to Tennessee, 14 hours in a car that we couldn't even afford to put a good tag on. And he didn't really tell me how the meetings were going. We rented a suite. You know, I thought 14, 15 people said they would be there. And at the end of a week of paying for the suite, all these people that I bought leads, did the phone calls. They said they were going. I overnighted a video, everything I did. Dave came home. He had showed one person and that person didn't even qualify. And he drove 14 hours back home. And I just think of what it took back then. Um, it's amazing, Keith, that we made it, but we did. And it made us the people that we are today. And I feel like I have compassion. Like I want to be someone that can inspire other people to know that they can have and be and do everything that we've had. They just don't have to have all the heartaches. They don't have to waste all the money. They don't have to go through all the challenges. It's, I mean, the worst thing that's going to happen, someone isn't going to like your poster. They're going to leave the group and it's free. And the best thing that's going to happen, if you're adding 10 a day, that's a hundred people every 10 days that you're adding to the group, right? In, in 90 days, Think about it. You've added almost a thousand people to a group that are getting prospected by your friend's testimony and validating that you're in a good company with a good product and it's duplicatable. All they have to do, feel free to add your friends to this group for positive motivation, success tips, and better health or, or financial freedom, whatever. They don't even have to join to be inspired, right? But out of those thousand people, how many people would you have to prospect or buy leads to really find the go-getters? And here, you're going to find the ones that want it. They're going to come to you. There's, I mean, the legwork is done and you're dripping on them. Whenever it's the right time, they're coming to you and you're going to build a huge organization because people wanted what you had and you attracted them instead of you chasing them down, trying to make them be on an auto ship and teaching them how to go do a presentation. It's just the easiest thing I've ever done. I love it. And uh, a friend of mine, we were talking the other day and I said, I'm going to turn 50 this week. And I'm so glad we figured it out by 50. And she's like, yeah, let's make the second half of our life the best half of our life. And the good news is a lot of you aren't even 50. And you know, the other thing is I have a lady that's 74 making six figures in her seventies. That's her tagline. She's been in the industry her entire life, never had success, Husband was upset. She had maxed out credit cards, traveled the world, went to every seminar. He hated the industry. Six figures in her 70s. It can happen. You know what she did? She added people to a Facebook group. I can't believe you're turning 50. <laughs> I can't either because I definitely am not going to act like I'm 50. But the best is yet to come, right? Yeah, your energy's there. So I can see that I can see the glow. Maybe okay, do the I'm gonna get you like a mullet cake or mullet car. So you know, business in the front, party in the back. The first 50 is the business, second 50 is the, the back, and then I don't know, the next 50 after 100, we're just gonna be crazy. I don't know. We'll finally oh, by then up. we're gonna be inspiring some people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. Well, um, a couple of things, you know, obviously. I, I know you guys always have audios back in the cassette days and the CD days and now on demand days and podcast days. So what are, give us a, maybe just two handful or two, that's, that's not a handful, two recommendations, book audios. What are some of the cool ones that you're lately or just classics? Just throw some good stuff out there. 
Oh my goodness. Probably one of my favorite books would be The One Minute Millionaire. I like a story. I like a story that someone has their back against the wall. And it really got my brain thinking, not just network marketing, but invested in real estate and wrote books. Um, Dave and I are both authors. We Heck, I'm closing on two houses that we sold this week, being debt free. You know, just that really inspired me to make money even while I sleep and not take all the money from network marketing and buy a bunch of stuff. You know, if you want to do that, great. Learn that while you're young. But as you get older, you just want to be free. You just want your money working for you. And I think that book really inspired me. Probably uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, The Magic of Thinking Big, Think and Grow mm. Rich, How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success. My favorite book is Dave Pickcock's Thinking Cure. <laughs> My <laughs> husband wrote a book. Um, his brother, we went through a suicide, uh, depression, uh, bankruptcy, uh, mom battling cancer, three babies in four years, losing it all, getting it all back, losing it at a bigger level, getting it all back. And we both authored books. And those books are at um, pickcockmarketing.com. I love Dave's book because it helps people fix their thinking and overcome anything that ever ails them, not just in network marketing. And then my book is just a memoir of our um, first years in the industry, Keith. It ends in 2001 when you and I were there in Nashville, Tennessee. And boy, <laughs> nobody knows the rest of the story, but it's called No Guts, No Story. I do a lot of lives on my Facebook page and I just love helping people in the industry, no matter what company you're in, find something you believe in, give it all you've got and start a Facebook group today. Oh yeah, definitely uh, throw in some links and uh, cause you got some awesome stuff. And uh, yeah, I just realized that, uh, yeah, we got to wrap this up. I'll definitely have you on again because we got some stories to tell. Yes, we <laughs> but, do. <laughs> but yeah, you, you got to close on some real estate deals. Uh, you know, and, so let me, let me ask you really three quick three questions. I call it the lightning round, but it's really not lightning because I end up yapping, but okay, let's just get right into it. Lightning round. You ready? Yes. Oh, gee, you're like, oh gosh, no. <laughs> I'm ready. Feel right, like question I'm number one. <laughs> yeah. What would you tell yourself 25 years ago about your future business? Mm. Yeah. Never give up. Never give up. Don't ever quit. You know, I think the most important thing is keeping your dream alive and just never letting that tank get on empty because just like four years ago, I was like done, like made the money, had my time. Those were the good old days, just burnt out, done, hurt, heartbroken, tired, frustrated, didn't trust anyone, didn't even trust the industry, right? And got a bigger dream. Like you can never let your tank get on empty. Even this week, two days ago, Dave and I were like, we need to fill up our tank. Life is going to happen. Like the crap is going to hit the fan and it's going to affect your business at some point or another. And that'll be what grooms you to be the leader that you're going to be. Like you said, Keith, we were talking about life before this podcast. You said, wow, without that, your story would be a boring movie to watch. <laughs> like don't live a boring movie, right? Just keep getting back up and, and keep your dreams alive and don't ever give up. Yeah, life happens to all of us. And yeah, we'll definitely have it back on to, to share some good and bad stories. It'll be fun. All right. Uh, yes. Question number two your vacation. Uh, this one's a hard one. Uh, it could be easy for you. Maybe something's on your mind here, but your favorite vacation destination. Favorite vacation destination. Well, I've been everywhere. I've been to Hawaii. I've, I've been to Japan. We've, we've been a lot of places. But honestly, my favorite place is just a few hours from here with my family at the lake house on the dock, both boats, jet skis filled up, coolers full of ice, 
a good book on the dock, just listening to the waves. There you go. Yeah, I can see it. I'm a simple girl. Hey. <laughs> I can feel it's it. Relaxing. I, almost, I can smell the fish right now, Keith. <laughs> That's how much I love it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, this, this will back right up to it. No, question number three. Last question is your favorite culinary guilty pleasure. My goodness. I would probably have to say, I don't have a sweet tooth that much. It's funny because Dave is like all about the ice cream and the chocolate. And I know Keith, when we're with you, it's all about the diner, the brewery, wherever it's all about food. You're a foodie, (laughs) but probably if I'm just going to treat myself a banana split or hopped popcorn with peanut M&Ms melting in it. (laughs) Oh, okay. So the the peanut M&M has got to get a little bit of heat to it. Okay. I'm going to try that. Yeah. Yeah. When you get your popcorn at the movie, when the movies are all open back up, buy the peanut M&Ms, dump them in the popcorn. And of course, it's always better with a splurge of a soda. But yeah, that's my when when it's a when we're going to have a family night and everyone's just going to indulge. It's peanut butter split or popcorn and peanut M&Ms. That would be my trademark. Oh, yeah. I can feel the movie coming. We, we do Friday movie. We actually bought a projector and a screen just because we miss going to the movies. Yes, I hear you. <laughs> or well, stuff down off I the wall. Right? We don't need this stuff. <laughs> oh, Keith, we've had so much fun together. We've cruised the world. We've been to Mexico. We've been to golf courses. We got fake tattoos that were henna. Surprised our husbands. Um, we've done a lot. And, you know, Keith, I think the greatest thing about this industry is the friendships that you make. Even if we don't talk for a while, um, we jump right back, you know, pick up where we left off. And the thing I love about you is that I was in your downline. I was a top producer in your downline. We're both in different companies now. We're still best friends that I could call for anything and you would help. And I feel like the industry needs more people like you, Keith, less ego, you know, less greed. Uh, None of us own anyone and we should really encourage people to go and soar in whatever company fits for them and know that there's plenty of people out there for everybody. Um, One of the reasons I started to hate the industry was just people thinking they owned people and the lawsuits and the backstabbing and the social media just makes that worse. But the Mm -hmm. great thing about it is it's a big world, but it's a really small world in network marketing and if you do people right and you keep your integrity, um, there's plenty out there for all of us. And eventually you're going to be a legend. And Dave and I feel like you're a legend. That's for sure. And we're very thankful for your friendship, everything you've helped us from publishing to knowledge to speaking. I mean, you've put me on stages. You've brought me on your podcast and you always believed in me, whether I was on your team or just in the industry. And I love that about you and Liz. Yeah, well, just just pay it forward. I'm I'm simple guy with a with a trucker hat on. So there we go. Yeah, that's what I love about it. And you're a lot of fun backstage at concerts. So that'll be our next podcast. Yeah, that, that, that may need to be that may need to be a series of, of stories that we. <laughs> I can't wait. We'll bring Dave on for that one. Oh, oh my goodness! Yeah, we'll have to do that one live in person, not not the Zoom stuff. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, thank you so much for having me, Keith. I can't wait to be back on. All right, everybody. Well, this podcast is free. All we ask is if you know someone who could use this information, please share it with them. And if you want to be the first to find out about upcoming weekly episodes, hit the subscribe, follow, or plus button. There's so many different podcast platforms out there. Do what works best for you. And if you like this episode, please rate us and leave us a quick review if you're on Apple Podcasts. Looking forward to sharing another episode next week.
Thanks for visiting the Networker Zone. To get awesome networking tips delivered directly to your inbox, or for more information about books, audiobooks, online training, including Zooms and masterclasses, make sure and visit BigAlBooks.com.